0: This podcast is listener-supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull The following podcast may contain language not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of ESPN Nation and Once Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipicco. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 176, Felipe out. That is right, Felipe out. That is such a great title for the show, and uh, you know, there's only one way to start an episode like this, and that's with a voicemail. I I think you guys are on board with me, right? We got to, we got the special voicemail we got to play. Yeah, do it, man. Do it. Do it. Let's hear it. All right, so here we go.
1: Hey guys, this is Tommy. I live in Bayonne. Uh, I live with my mother in Bayonne, actually. Uh, this is the first time I'm
2: calling, so I'm a little bit nervous, but I just kind of wanted to give you my recap of the game the other night uh, against
3: Houston. Um, we scored, they scored, then they scored again pr- fairly quickly. Uh, we scored, they scored, and then and then Philip
2: had had two goals, and then we won. Um, I'll, I'll let you answer my question. I'll, I'll hop off now, but I'll let you answer my question now. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. <laughs>
0: Tommy, th- first off, thank you for that wonderful recap.
2: Mm, yes, absolutely.
0: And then I, I think uh, we, we have a lot to talk about, so I don't think you can spend too much time on your question. But for me, the answer is absolutely yes. I don't know about you guys. Uh,
3: m- my
4: answer would be mostly yes, a little bit of no, and uh, hey, Tommy, how's your mind doing? Say hello to your mother for me.
2: First of all, I'd like to say hi to all our listeners in Bayonne. I do love visiting that town, and um, I think the answer would have to be definitely medium rare to medium.
0: (laughs) That's a very interesting take on the pet. Yeah. All right, well, enough of that. Let's get on to the rest of the show. Um, So we do have, as Tommy described for us, a game to uh, recap, which was the Red Bulls 4, Houston 3, uh Felipe Martins two goals in this game one of which off of an amazing free kick in which he apparently said he's going to make this as he was stepping up <laughs> to it the um wow I, the anti-Roy Miller I was I was
3: thinking
0: of his, <laughs> his name <laughs> yeah cuz he was like I'm not going to make this <laughs> It actually took a minute it took me a minute to remember that who Roy Miller was
3: <laughs> they might want to know who he is now
0: well <laughs> if you don't know who Ray Miller is, then consider yourself lucky. Anyway, um, a lot to like, a lot to dislike about this game. Um, so let's get into this with our dislikes.
3: So,
0: yeah, yeah, have fun there, Pat.
3: Oh, you didn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think Tommy's trying to call Pat. Tell him what's going on.
2: I'm just his uh, medium
0: to medium stuff going on.
2: I'm just snapchatting while I uh, do this podcast. Oh. So, uh, what's your Pat,
0: Pat, what's your uh, Snapchat so all the listeners
4: can are following?
2: I believe it's P- same as my Twitter, PMacDA2. There
4: you go, people.
0: Yeah. Social media integration. This show is going places, people. Next uh,
4: time you can uh, you can go online and you can see the behind the scenes of recording of this <laughs> podcast.
0: So, uh, like I was saying, let's get into our, this game with our likes and dislikes. Pat, you you take us off. Uh, what did you dislike the most about this game?
2: I think what I disliked most is that. Much like the previous two weeks, I had not watched this game under ideal uh, situation. So once again, I was DVRing it because I had to work earlier in the day, and you know, and then I got to, I was out with friends before I was, you know, for about a half hour and an hour before I could get home and watch the game. And then all of a sudden, my Twitter just explodes. The Red Bull ran Twitter account explodes, which is, my, it's on my cell phone. I can't get, take it off, and it's like bloop 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 bloop. I'm like, all right, well, I guess they won. So, uh, that that would be my big dislike, is that for the third week in a row, I, I've not been able to watch the game in ideal circumstances, and two out of three times, the game was blown for me. So
0: I think I need to teach you my strategy, because I didn't watch this game until Sunday night, and I didn't hear a single thing about it.
2: I guess you turned off Twitter notifications or something. I did. There you go.
0: I have a system.
4: And we, and, and we know Pat's not complaining about our Twitter blowing up. He enjoys that quite a lot. It was just the circumstances yeah. didn't allow him to enjoy it. Yeah.
2: So, yeah,
0: continue totally, to blow up
4: our our Twitter.
2: I totally appreciate the interaction. Yeah, it's just the uh, it's the circumstances. Yeah, or, it gives,
0: or if you want to really annoy Pat, just blow up his personal Twitter at D 2 Yeah,
2: hopefully I'll be actually watching the games live from here on out.
0: Well, we'll see. Well, let me tell you what happened uh, before I get my dislike about me watching
4: the game because Jay was nice enough to let me use his uh, MLS Live account because at work, as you all know, I only get MSG. I don't get any other channel there is, you know, except for Philly channels would be to do. So I hook up MLS Live and I go to watch the game. guess what, guys? Blacked out. Blacked out. I don't get the channel. Block, blacked out.
0: That's a stupid Ugh. TV area blackout crap. Yep, so I had to sit there and watch it on
4: uh, my laptop. So I did watch it live, but uh, again, you know, I, I can't wait till later in the season when the games are on straight up MSG and not on stupid MSG plus two, three, stupid Unimos Friday nights, which is we all know is the worst. <laughs> uh... My, not my dislike, though. Clearly, my dislike is me tearing my hamstring, watching these guys tear their hamstrings. I just, not tearing, pulling, yanking, tripping up. Uh, I've never seen anything like that. And I don't think anyone uh, in this league has ever seen three hamstring injuries. Uh, Zubar's uh looking the worst because he was trying to chase down a player and then couldn't even get there because he started gimping on the field. So. Uh, yes, of laid the place, uh, centered as a central defender, <laughs> you know, hey, get in there, you're tall enough, get in there and mix things
0: up in the, in the back line. Oh, Kamar Lawrence moved over.
4: But you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the, yeah. that's the position he came in for, but it's like, oh boy, uh, ugh, ugly. Just, it's just an ugly, ugly scene of just injuries and lapses in defensive plays and oof, brutal.
2: Yeah, that, that hamstring thing was a bit crazy. You would almost think that like Jurgen Klinsmann must have given like Jesse Marsh, like you know, fitness advice or something uh, for the propensity of U.S. national team players to pull their hamstrings at inopportune times. So, uh, either way, they got to talk to somebody in fitness and figure out what the hell went wrong in that last game because Verones is the only one that really makes sense because he they did kind of push him back on the field as quickly as possible.
4: Right, I was going to say maybe he needed that extra week off. But yeah. if he got another week, or actually would have had two weeks off. Yep. But if that, we wouldn't have gotten that uh, first goal. So, you know, Indeed. damned if you do, damned if you don't.
0: Indeed. All right. My dislike is going to be a little unpopular with some people. And uh, it's not the referees. Even though I could complain about them, but it's not the referees. Oh, I so,
2: thought it was just like you were to compliment the referees. And I was like, no, that would be but, really but, unpopular.
0: Problems, so I'm not going to talk about that. This one's the attendance, and yes, Go ahead. yes, I understand it's a March game. Yes, I understand Houston is not a sexy name to sell tickets, but it's a Saturday night in a sports market where, as f- I, I think the Rangers are doing okay, I, I don't know about all the teams. But I'm pretty sure outside of the Nets, nobody's having a really good season. Baseball's not in. I, I don't I haven't been following. The, okay, baseball's the in the Florida. Pass. Give me a face. I don't know what the records are of all the sports teams at the moment. The only team I care about, honestly, is right now it's Red Bulls. So I don't know what the rest of the New York teams doing.
4: No, you're right. There's no football.
0: Baseball's in the in Florida.
4: You're competing. The the Knicks and the Nets are
0: god awful. I, I thought the Nets were doing okay this year. That's why I was like, you would be completely wrong on that one. <laughs> I, I should know better. Completely wrong. I should sure. know better.
2: As bad but, as the Knicks are doing, the Nets are worse. Yeah. Oh. Well, sure yeah. like I paid attention to basketball recently. Oh,
0: that's fine. That's
4: fine. You know, we're not lambasting you for it, but yeah, it's just there's there's aside from the Rangers, the Islanders. The Islanders in the playoff hunt. Yeah, yeah. I guess because now they're playing in Brooklyn, so I guess you know. But still, I'm yeah, Jay. You're right. There's no excuse for this attendance. None. And listen, I'm not. Saying,
0: I'm not saying it had to be a twenty-five thousand plus packed house. Right. But, come on, like, you can't even fill the bottom bowl and, like, a quarter to a top, or to half of the top deck. Yes, I, like I said, I get it that it's March, I get that it's Houston, and that those two things together are not great for the Red Bulls. But, and I really, really don't want to make this comparison, but when New York City FC can still manage to get 30,000 people in the crowds for a, a game, what the fuck are the Red Bulls doing in terms of selling tickets?
3: Right.
4: No, I'm, I'm with you on that one. It just... You know.
0: And listen, I... Circumstances aside, because I had some shit going on this weekend. If what if I lived in New Jersey, I was still I would be buying season tickets. If I didn't the shit going on this weekend, I probably would have gone to the game because i actually would have made that one. And I and I know there are people that travel. Like I know there's some people that travel one to two hours for each game. And and my hat's off to them because that's takes you know a lot of time out of your day to, to go to a game at that point. But I mean, how many people are in the New York Metro area and you can't get 20,000 people to a stadium on a Saturday night? At 7 o'clock, at the it's time everyone much. clamors over, the time
4: everyone bitches over, what do they want? They want Saturdays at 7, and they got a Saturday seven uh Whether or
0: not, chilly or not, you know? People I show up for
4: football games in the cold.
0: I, I, that's that's one thing. Everybody, all, one of the biggest complaints I hear is, and, and granted, it's mostly New York City FC fans, but it's like, oh, but they're out in New Jersey. So fucking what? Right. Jets and Giants have been out here for 30-plus years, and nobody's complained about going to games, as far as I know. Maybe maybe at first when he was out here, but everybody's kind of accepted it now. Right. So, what's the big deal? Yeah, okay, Harrison versus East Rutherford, but until, what, uh, MetLife opened, the trains didn't actually run to the stadium in East Rutherford? The path, at least, has always run to Harrison, even though it's been crappy service. Right. And that's the other thing, and the Red Bulls, I know they don't control the path, but they got to do something to get that whole situation rectified because... The,
2: the, path, this, the, Harrison Station is, the Harrison Station is going under a renovation.
0: But it's not just that. It's the World Trade Center renovations is affecting yeah. the schedule, too. And I, I'm i not saying that they have to solve everybody's problems, but they got to do something about that.
3: I think the World Trade Center is done. Yeah, that, I, think that's I, the, I,
0: I, I know what was, was going on last year. I thought it was like a two-year project. That's why uh, I was,
4: No, they just opened up the brand new... Um, okay. So whatever there you go. You
2: yeah. <laughs> the, glory, the glorious uh, billion-dollar boondoggle.
0: But they, I, I don't know what the Red Bulls have to do, but they need to, like, talk to somebody about helping out with public transportation because I guarantee you that Justin Giants have game day help from, from public transit. There's no reason for the, the Red Bulls not to have it either. It sh- it's just – I don't know.
3: I,
2: I You know, I, I don't think it has – I think it's just purely fan apathy. You know, they, they get there for the marquee games. They don't get there for Houston. It's simple as that. It's fan apathy. And
0: part of that is marketing. I un- and I understand that Red Bull New York doesn't have as much money in terms of budget as uh, Salzburg and Leipzig, but I mean, does it? How much does it really cost to get a few billboards up, like to say, "Hey, we're actually here. We're playing."
2: I just I don't know. I, I've never I don't know. I've never bought into the whole marketing thing. Like I just kind of feel like people who are aware of soccer or aware of Red Bull, people who want to go to a Red Bull game are going to a Red Bull game. You know, and if they're brought, they're brought by friends. You know, it's, I just, I've never been into the, I, I think New York, CDFC is blowing uh, uh, Red Bulls away now because they're a novelty and because they're in New York. That's it. I mean, right. For guys, sure. You know, I think they could have uh, taken a, a blue shit in Central Park or in a, and just put a NYCFC flag in it. That would have been enough. You know, it, it's, it, I just, I don't think marketing's the issue. Uh, I think, this team draws good, well towards the end, usually because they're in it near the end and doing well. And uh, that's just the, the way it is, unfortunately. I think until season tickets, which have gone up this year exponentially, until you're selling 15,000, 20,000 season tickets, this is just going to be par for the course, especially at the beginning of the season. It's a shame. It's just it's what it is. And, and for what it's worth, you know, the NYCLC can put up all the bullboys they want. If they keep sucking, if they keep... uh you know, if they don't get out of Yankee Stadium, I think the the allure is
0: going to wear off. Uh yeah, I I agree on that part. That eventually, Yankee Stadium will get old because it is not a soccer stadium. It's not good for watching soccer in. It's just it, what pisses me off the most about the tennis thing is you have all those season tickets, <coughs> direct view of the camera around midfield, and how many how much can you see the logo in every game? And those okay. those are in th- those are the most expensive seats that you can buy, and I'm pretty sure they're all season tickets. I mean, remember the. the LA game a few years ago, Pat, you and I went down. We went from the second deck to the first because there was a, a whole row that was open. Yeah. And then the family of four comes in in the 70th minute. Yeah, it's pretty like, embarrassing. How does that happen? I, I mean, at least they showed up. I mean, it's better the people that the, like the decks show up, but it's just like how do you have these people buying up seats that aren't being used? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. That's, that's, that's my high blood pressure moment for the deck. <laughs>
4: that was a big old dislike.
0: All right. Let's let's like something about this game because this was, hey, we have to be happy because we did win. So Pat, you can go first for the, or, uh, Truman. I want to say because Pat was yeah. this, like. I was gonna say Truman. You can go first. What did you like about this one? All
4: right, so uh, there's a lot to talk about that that we did like about this game, uh, and I'll talk about it a little bit later unless you guys bring it up first. But I have three words, and it's going to be my big like, and that is Sal Zizo's face. <laughs> Because if you're paying attention, in the final waning seconds of that game, Houston puts a clear shot on that and sees Sal Ziza saves it with his face. And that was uh pretty much that was the game saving play right there. If his face isn't there, that ball may go into the net. And uh Felipe scores with it and Sal saves with it. So uh that is my big like of this game.
2: Uh my big like is, uh, the offense finally awoke. Um, you know, I, I am slightly worried about the fact that none of the goals have come from BWP, but, uh, other than that, I mean, you know, there's really not, you know, it's just great to see four ga- four goals on the, on the board. I mean, you know, I, I forget what we all predicted last week, but not certainly none of us predicted four goals. So, um, it's just a beautiful thing. It's good to see them coming from places like, uh, Philippa Martins, who's not well known for his goal scoring. Um, Sasa Question, who uh, we'll talk a little bit about with Matt Doyle, who has uh, been phenomenal for this team for the past year or so. Uh, and it's great to see Mike Grella, you know, even though it was a bit of a fluke goal, uh, it was great to see him come on in emergency duty and uh, get a goal. I mean, it just goes to show you how reliable that guy is. And, uh, you know, it's hopefully that is a position we won't see too much of a drop off if Marone can't get back soon enough. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, that that's just it. You know, we've been wanting goals. You know, after two shutouts, there's nothing better than the release of four goals.
4: Yeah, I, I, I want to back you up on that, too, because that's the other thing I wanted to talk about, was that really the entire game, uh, the offense did click. I mean, BWP, he was, he was so close to scoring in that first half, uh, having that wide open shot. I was actually already jumping in the air before the ball went in, and it never did go in, because that's how you thought it was such a gimme, uh, but the big save there. But even, you know, the entire time, even when they were down 2-1 and they were down 3-2, th- they were coming at them, and they were coming at them a lot. And uh, maybe that does lead to, you know, the counterattack or whatever, but it's what we've been waiting for. And I think, uh, I, I, think I predicted 3-2 because you figured this was going to be the offensive explosion. I think other people kind of th- saw that coming. You're not going three games getting shut out. And uh, I think the whole time you didn't really have that feeling they – they were going to lose. I think even at three two, you kind of had a hope there's like, they're at least going to get a goal here equalize. Um, certainly not on two absolutely amazing goals from Felipe back to back. It's it's really going to be hard to pick, you know, the fans voting for goal of the week which one to go with because they were they're both outstanding.
0: I, I think the first goal really did help in terms of confidence because w- while the offense was look like they're back to old selves in terms of pressure and stuff like that. Um, I think that first that first goal just gave them a shot of confidence that they really absolutely needed, and just kind of took them to uh to realize that hey, we we can still do this. It's not like we're dead yet. <laughs> um, I had my like, what the hell was it? <sighs> I don't know why I'm blanking on this now. Well, while you're thinking, I just wanna I was just wanna okay, add on to that. Uh, that <laughs>
4: the first goal that he scored, I did like how the team pretty much followed him around like a choo-choo train. It became like a conga lion around there. They were all just like, <laughs> like a big lion chasing around as they celebrated that goal.
0: Um, God, I don't know why I can't think of... like, Man. Don't worry, folks. He's going to get there. I'm blanking. I don't remember what my like was. Maybe, maybe that we actually scored for. I don't know. <laughs> why you write it down. You write it down I, on a piece I of paper. Have. See? Um, this wasn't my like, but it was something I wanted to bring up. Uh, Red Bulls are now nine zero and 3 against Houston all-time at home.
4: There you go. Uh, YouTube, the Red Bulls YouTube uh, page had a nice little comparison between Felipe's free kick goal
0: and Juan Pablo Angel's free kick goal. The goal
2: uh,
0: that made Jay a Red Bull fan. <laughs> you, know, you know, as soon as he said Juan Pablo Angel, I knew what, I know what goal he's talking about. It came, since it obviously came against Houston.
4: Right. There's some things that are just, yeah, they were two uh, game winners against the Houston Dynamo.
0: Yeah. I had actually, uh,
4: a few people I know actually went to their first game uh, on a, on Saturday, and uh, I was like, boy, I, I'm sorry. I mean, not every game's going to be like this. But, you know, if it's your first game going, and that's how they win a game, maybe bring a few fans back.
0: Maybe they come back a few more times. Maybe. All right, I have I I can't think of what my like was, so whatever. Um, predictions. Uh, I called a one nothing win. Truman a three two win. Pat called a two two draw. Yeah. Mm. So Pat's now in the hole in the competition where Truman and I have one point. He has zero.
2: Yeah, that's insurmountable.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's all over.
0: Call it now, folks. Call it now. Um. We do have a list of questions, and we'll talk to this, about this real quick before we get to our interview uh, with Matt Doyle. And then uh, the third segment is going to be pretty much the United States men's team since the Red Bulls will be on a break. Um, so this comes from uh, Bobby Salentano, and he asks, Hey, guys, my question this week for you all is, would you have Sean Davis in the current starting lineup, and if so, who would you start him over? Personally, I'd like to see him over Sasha Klestin, but that's just me. Thanks. So, there's something I know. There's something we can talk about with uh, Matt Doyle later, but real quick, uh, Pat, you can go first. Would you have Davis in the lineup, and if so, over who? Uh,
2: if if so, um, you know, especially and Matt Doyle will actually illuminate on this. Uh, if if they continue with the four two two two, uh, I would start him over Lloyd Sam, uh, just because uh, you know. And again, this is really all Matt Doyle, and I'm almost kind of blowing part of the next segment. But, uh, you know, the 4-2-2, two, 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 those two uh, wingers kind of pinch in more. And that's something that would play more into Davis's game as opposed to Sam's game, Sam being a true winger. That being said, as opposed to the second question over question absolutely not. Sasha question has been one of the best players on this team for the uh, past year. Um, you know, it, it's just uh, – that, that's something else we're going to talk about in the next segment with Matt Doyle. Um, but I, I, I would – not a chance. Just listen to what Matt Doyle has to say. Uh, there's no way I would start Sean Davis over Sasha. question.
4: Ditto. I wouldn't either. I mean, it, it's it's tough to find a spot to put Sean Davis in right now. It's, it's sides from that first sub off the bench, which is what uh, he currently is. Uh, mm-hmm. Besides, you know, it was Grella for Verona or whatever, but there's I'm, there's really nowhere. He's not coming out for Dax. Not Felipe. Not Sasha. And yeah, like he's not gonna give you the the straight up wing play that Lloyd Sam is. I mean, Lloyd Sam hasn't shown it so far, um, which we'll also address. Uh, I just I don't know. I I don't see it. I don't see it right now. Until he develops to the point where like, boy, this guy's so good, he has to come in. It's it's not gonna happen. And really, honestly, that's a good thing. If if the midfield continues to play well, then it's gonna be good if he's only coming off the bench. We don't want to get to the point where it's like, oh man, he needs to come in, then someone's kind of spitting a bit.
0: Yeah, that really isn't no a place for him. Um uh, the, the Red Bulls have this um luxury of depth of midfield almost to the point of detriment because that's they're they're like completely loaded up on midfielders. If Davis could play a defensive position, then sure, bring him on because we could use defender right now, but um He's a midfielder, more of, a central, uh, more of an attacking mid, I think, than a defensive mid, so there's really no place for him unless, like Pat said, it's on for Lloyd Sam. So,
2: I mean, if, if you want to get your Sean Davis fixed in, my guess is he'll get make some USL 2 appearances, and as always,
3: oh my god, oh my
0: god. I'm actually not sure if Davis is going to get some USL time this year, because if, if he's going to be one of the first two options off the bench, why would you send him down?
2: Well, my guess is he'll play this weekend. With, uh, well, yeah, that's,
0: I mean, this week it makes sense because you can only have one USL loan for the year, I think it is, so why not send him on a on a one-day loan? <laughs>
4: you're going to see him in the lineup, like we said, with the abundance of games that are going to happen this year.
0: Yeah. You, you're you so, going to see him, for sure. US Open Cup and CCL, you'll see a lot of him, but most likely not a lot in MLS, unless right
4: injury. Right, and in then uh, I think July we have kind of a tight schedule for like a week or so.
0: Yeah, there's, the I think, three games in the seven days, like six games total in July or something like that, minus, you, that, that's MLS only.
4: Right. So, but if we're, t- you know, when we're talking just once a week here, yeah, he's not unless someone's well. not playing well, it's very unlikely. Yeah. Thank you for the letter. Uh, feel free to email us again. Yes. Mm.
0: All right. Um, with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have on with us Matt Doyle from MLSsoccer.com. We'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant. We want to welcome back onto the show for the umpteenth time, don't remember, uh, one of our original guests, actually, way back in year number one, the MLS analyst, Matt Doyle. Matt, welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure to to be on.
0: And we picked the perfect
4: week for you to come on uh, because we saw one of the most... I, I really don't know a word that can describe I want to say epic, but when you have three hamstring injuries, I don't think that's really an epic win. Uh, it's an interesting win.
1: We, we have just, to... Th-
4: <laughs>
3: go ahead, yeah.
1: It, it was just pure MLS. You know, they, this this league is, is insane.
3: Uh,
1: and, and games like that are, are just emblematic of it. Um, as you said, three hamstring injuries, seven goals, uh, myriad incredible plays, and myriad absolutely... Horrendous plays from guys who are really good, like DeMarcus Beasley's is really good. I can't can't explain what happened on that first goal. You know, it it's just it's part of what makes the league so fun to watch as a neutral uh, and so frustrating to watch as a fan.
4: So if you are a fan, uh, mm-hmm. would you be? Are you still more of a panic, or are you more encouraged coming
3: out of that?
1: Uh, I, would, I don't think I would ever have been in, in pure panic mode if I was a Red Bull fan uh, about the first couple of games, because you, you guys had to know that losing your entire starting central defense, there was going to be a learning process, there was going to be a learning curve, and uh, I mean, I, I probably didn't think it would be as bad as it was in the first two weeks, but I, I think that, that Jesse Marsh and... Uh, You know, a bunch of the guys on the team have earned a certain amount of confidence, so I I don't think I would have been uh, too panicked. Uh, That said, getting the three points uh, certainly has to feel nice, Um, and no, I mean, especially knowing that the offense can actually work again, uh, even when the defense is floundering uh, as it has been. So, uh, you know, it's not situation normal, but it's it's fine. It's March. Come on, crack a beer and relax. (laughs) <laughs> okay,
4: that's yes. That's what everyone needs to. I, I think after the first two games, uh I think it was just the lack of goal scoring that people were worried about. I don't think it was two losses. Uh people say Toronto's gonna be an improved team and then you have to play up in Montreal mm-hmm. uh for their their home opener, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but this was the game where they get the lead early, uh, they give it up, they go down, they tie, they go down, and they come back and win. I don't know if three losses, people would have been freaking out for sure.
1: I mean, it's, you know, fans freak out no matter what. So it, it's not, you know, I, I just don't think the team would have been freaking out that much. And look, it, you know, there, there was obviously going to be a learning curve um, for a guy like Ba coming in. Of course, now he's going to be gone for a while, uh, so he'll have to learn from afar. But it, I, I don't think you... I just don't think it, it would have been right to expect these guys to come in and perform as well as Miazga and Paranel did. Now, I think if you want to go a little deeper, the underlying problem is that I don't think Zubar is, is that good. Um, I don't think he's a starting caliber central defender in MLS, um, and I think he, he seems determined to, to prove that. Uh so I, <laughs> You know, so I, I think the hope, if I was, you know, a, a Metro fan, would would be to see uh you know maybe it's it's Zach Carroll maybe it's Justin Bilieu the, the the kid that they got from St Louis uh or maybe it's one of the kids coming up from uh you know the the USL team um i to me that is that is more the issue than uh points on the board or not on the board and honestly it's more that's more the issue than uh, the the goal scoring because Bradley Wright Phillips had his chances in the first few games and he just wasn't able to find the the range. But you you know his record he will.
2: Okay, so uh, um you know another thing that has some fans worried about bad is that you know Luis Robles has let in a lot of goals this season. Would you pin that more on the the f- defensive flux or do you think he's having a down season right now?
1: Oh, I don't think he's I I don't think he's having a down season. I, you know I I didn't. I, if, like every keeper wants to keep a clean sheet every time out, and uh, he has his his reasons to to be frustrated. And I'm sure uh, that that he's able to look at tape and figure out things that he could have done better. But it, it, I don't think you could at all blame any of the first what eight goals uh, <laughs> on 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 Luis Robles. Uh, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff going wrong in the back line, uh, and the, the disconnect between the to midfield and back line uh, and that's what's to blame so far.
4: how much more pressure is that going to take uh, put on the midfield especially like attacks McCarty? Uh,
1: you know I, I, I don't I don't think you look at it that way is it puts more pressure on them I think you have to look at it as how how do they have to adjust uh, and, and I think that's what they'll probably be in the lab figuring out over these these two weeks. Uh, you know that I think the, the international break definitely came at the right time. Um, they, they will have to to figure out how to stay a little bit more connected, uh, especially because they're likely going to have a rookie in the back now. Um, and uh, maybe that means adjusting their identity a little bit. you know maybe they're not a high pressure team for a while and and they have to play a little bit more for the counter or at least something like a three quarters pressure. Uh, where you're not leaving yourself exposed so much, and maybe that means Dax actually plays a little bit deeper. Uh, th- there are there are different ways to skin a cat, um, and I'm sure that they're you know they're in the shop trying to figure that out right now.
0: So speaking of that, um, you, you kind of touched on earlier, the Red Bulls have two uh, rookie center backs right now on the roster both them draft picks this year, uh, Justin Belue, the first round pick and Zach Harrell, who's our second round pick. Um, if you had to stay with a, a I, I don't know how much you know about them. I mean, if you had to stay with a four man back line, do you have a preference on who would play presumably with Carwell Met?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to say, you know, uh, Bellew, um was impressive at the, at the combine with his, uh, with his distribution. And, um, just his technique in general, uh, but to me he looked at times uh, a, a little bit lost and a little bit uh, a little bit weak uh, in terms of getting muscles off the ball, which is scary because we met's not a big guy either. Um, yeah, I, I would I would compare Billu to to Tim Ream a little bit, uh, not as good but uh, definitely cut from the same cloth. Carroll actually. Uh, is the total opposite of that. He's a big dude. He's um, he's not super skilled with the ball. He's not bad with it by any means. the The, the difference with Carroll is that his in defense, his first instinct is also to to drop two steps and give a little more padding. Drop two steps and give a little bit more padding. And that would work for a lot of teams, um, but the Red Bulls play more front-foot defense than anybody in the league, uh, so there might be a uh, less of a physical and more of a, a, a mental uh, hurdle to clear for him. Uh, there's not a, a clear-cut answer uh, between the two of them. Uh, I think it'll just be up to Jesse to figure it out in practice and uh, you know let him go head-to-head and see who wins the job.
4: Another player on this team that uh one of our listeners have already freaked out about. Lloyd Sam, uh a little bit invisible, especially the first two games. They had a couple plays here and there in the third one. I again I know we're talking about three games in, but we know how Red Bulls fans are. I mean this is going to happen every single game. Do you think yeah. it's maybe that they are trying to change the um that going to that four two two two. Maybe that's kind of throwing them off?
1: I mean it it is a, a new look. Um, and it's a slightly new role, uh, but I, I think any any freaking out is, it, it, you know, it is too soon. Um, I I'm not a huge fan of the four two two two. I I know it it uh, it can work very well in certain instances. Uh, it it requires to me a little bit. Um, it requires the the the, the f- the middle two to be a little bit more comfortable operating in the in the central channel than I think Lloyd Sam is uh, I think obviously questions fine with that um, but but Sam he really is a winger so it is something I mean I, I wouldn't I wouldn't choose to play him there uh, first uh, as my first choice but uh, you know he, he's He's a really good player, and he's a pretty smart player. So I, I think you got to give uh, give him the benefit of the doubt and, and assume that he'll he'll figure things out. Pat, did you want to ask the next or, one? Uh, Uh-oh. He, Uh-oh. Or he's thirty two years old. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You can't teach an old dog new tricks, and you <laughs> freak out. Whatever you know, whatever
4: fits you guys the best. <laughs> yeah, if you, we'll, we'll put that for the, the people on MetroFanatic.com. You know, there that's you fine. <laughs> All right, so we, we talked a lot of bad stuff. Uh, let's talk about the good, and that's my favorite player, and I think it's Pat's too. Mm-hmm. Felipe mm-hmm. has, I mean, can we, can we at least show some love uh, for
3: this guy?
1: No, absolutely. You, you should be showing some love, and I think he was really underrated last year. you know and it, it, soccer is a is a tough game because the guys you notice are the guys scoring the goals or the guys screwing up and and giving up the goals and Felipe didn't do a lot of either of those last year um but he i mean he's the consummate cog uh, who who makes the whole thing run so much smoother with his uh, ability to connect useful passes and uh, ability to cover ground defensively, he just covers for everybody, and then he will have the occasional game like this one, uh, where he was magnificent and, and scored two uh two goal of the week uh, contenders. So it's
0: <laughs> not too bad.
1: Not too it's bad. Two
0: goal week finalists. On top
1: of- are, <laughs> they, are they the finalists? All right, yeah, they're no. up against each other. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did a good job rigging the vote. Um, <laughs> I mean. He, Look, it's 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 the type of player, he's the type of player that everybody, any team that's running a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1 needs a guy like like him. Uh, and, I mean, he there is the added benefit of him being a, kind of a diver and kind of a show-off, so he infuriates other fans, which is, I imagine, absolutely delightful to you guys.
4: Oh, I, I have one of my close friends. He's a big TFC fan, and he curses his name. Every time I every time we hang out, he has to just, like, he gets so angry when I say anything good about Felipe.
0: So another player that um, Red Bull fans have too optimistic about, and even though he only, I think it was like 25, 30 minutes, he was actually on the field because he re-aggravated his hamstring, was uh, Gonzalo Verone. Um, I, I think it can't be argued that he brought a different dimension to the field this week for the Red Bulls, but... Uh what was your impression of him uh this week at, at, up top with Brother Ray Phillips?
1: It's an interesting look. It's a really mobile look. Um it, you know, it's kind of a throwback to uh to how the, the US national team played under Bob Bradley when they had uh when they had Charlie Davies and uh Josie Altador up top in their four-two-two-two. two two. Um neither you know, neither B W P nor Verone is is quite josy in terms of uh, strength and and the ability to to sort of boss guys physically, but both of them are mobile and both of them are they have this this penchant for taking their first touch positive, um, which is I mean it's what you want in forward this is what you want in attacker because they're constantly putting guys under pressure. I, I like it. I, I I do like the four two three one better, um, but. You know, the, part of part of what they needed to do this off season was figure out what Plan B was, because we all saw what happened in the Columbus series. Um, and, and they have a little bit of that with Verone uh, when he's healthy. They just have to figure out now uh, what to do about the guy's hamstrings, because you know they don't want to go another four weeks, five weeks without uh, without having this guy to to either start or bring in off the bench and change games, because he does look like a game changer.
4: Grella's okay with that,
3: though.
1: <laughs> <Just laughs> Grella, I mean, Grella is okay with that, but Grella doesn't strike me as a type of guy who's going to let his starting job go without a fight. Uh, uh, and and every, team, every team needs a son of a bitch. Uh, multiple, actually. And, 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 you know, that's... That's what MLS. That's what success in MLS is built upon. That's what success for the U.S. national team has been built upon. I'm not saying that Grella should be a, a national team player because I don't think he's that good, but he he certainly is uh, that good in MLS. And uh, it, it's not always all about skill, and it's not always all about getting the 11 best players out there. It's about getting the best team out there. And I'm still not convinced that uh, Grella is not a part of that.
2: Okay. Now I feel like this interview has pretty much been like. What about this player? What about this player? But one more. What about this player? Uh, okay. Just because I've seen this pop up on the internet this week and it's driving me nuts. Can we finally quiet the people who say question isn't that good? Because they're still out there. Like, what? What are the? What game are these people watching?
1: I have no idea. I think those people are stupid. Thank uh, you. <laughs> and I and I think the people who say that uh, that the Red Bulls need a true number ten because question is not it are, are stupid. Um, I shouldn't use that word. It's 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 not a nice word. Uh, but it's uh, like I honestly think that uh, that a lot of fans out there um, base their opinions of people on on how they look and you know uh, you know how big are they how smooth are they when they run and and you end up getting a lot of a, a lot of poor evaluations from stuff like that. question is six foot one. And he is not a graceful athlete. Uh, and therefore, people assume that he's not a creative player. But he's actually, in the final third, he's one of the most creative players in the league. I mean, I, I put him up there with the likes of Robbie Keene. Uh, his vision is spectacular. Uh, the ideas he has and in the ways he opens up uh, the field for the guys around him is... I mean, he does stuff that... Failhaber doesn't do it. Bradley doesn't do it. Lee Wynn doesn't do it. Uh, and it's not that he's necessarily better than those guys. It's just he does it in a different way. Uh, he, he really understands how to reverse the ball better than just about anybody in the league. Uh, and, and using that sort of... I mean, it's almost like keto, you know? You use the defense's uh, momentum against them, uh, and that's the way you find pockets of space for your teammates. I I don't get the criticism of him. I never have, uh, and, and I think Red Bulls fans are, are lucky to have
0: him. You know, it's funny. I, mean, I actually have the game on right now, and the 13th minute, there was a sequence where Kleshen gets the ball with his back towards goal, takes one touch turn around, and another touch to put it to Lawrence, who's out on the uh, wing, which resulted in a brother Phillips shot right in to the goalie, but it just kind of shows what you're talking about. Um, let's kind of shift away from the Red Bulls because we've been talking about it for a while, and you do cover MLS as a whole, and you know when we have you on, we like to talk about more than just the Red Bulls. So, mm-hmm. uh, for the through the first three weeks, for the uh, those listeners of ours who may not pay attention to most of the league, who is your team to watch right now? That's not necessarily one of the ones that's you know, like always at the top, like the LA Galaxy.
1: I mean the Dynamo. You guys saw. I mean this guy saw up close and personal last <laughs> week. They they've scored uh, eleven goals through three games, I think. And they do it in absolutely bonkers ways. I mean they they completed fifty six percent of their passes against against you guys, which was just disgusting. That's terrible soccer. And yet they they still were able to put together you know three goals and a half dozen more attacks that that could have ended up in goals. Um, they're getting. Really clever forward play from Will Bruin, who is a guy that uh, most people don't think of as a clever forward. Um, they have a unique, and I and I choose that word uh, carefully. I don't like the I don't like the way people use uh, unique to mean distinct or unusual. Unique means one of a kind. So they have a unique uh, weapon in Andrew Wenger because he will track back 120 yards to dispossess you at faster than anybody in the league can run, and then he will turn around and run 120 yards in the other direction and no one can keep up with him. And teams have not been able to account for that. He destroyed the revolution with that in week one. So they're just doing things way differently. Um, an attack and at the same time their defense is an absolute disaster <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so who doesn't want to watch four to three games every week I, I'm, a, I'm all on board on the dynamo train so. all
2: right, uh, starting tomorrow uh, the United States men's national team uh, gets uh, gets back to action after a four-month layoff yeah um, you know they for a while now they have not looked very impressive under Queensman yeah. I mean, is there Anything fans can actually expect from these two games uh, coming up against Guatemala?
1: I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, honestly, I I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Um, Klinsman completely changed his practice and training methods for this January camp. He used to have the guys doing three a days in uh, in longer camps. Three a days, uh, including leading up to last year's Gold Cup and leading up to the the Confe- or to the to the World Cup. Um, this year he had them doing one a days. He gave them occasional days off. Uh, it just a complete 180 degree reversal. Um, he, you know, he you you know he likes Josie and you know he likes Bobby Wood, so maybe those guys start. But at the same time. Uh, Clint Dempsey has is far and away the most proven Concacaf scorer on the roster, and I think that we would have won the game in Trinidad if, if Dempsey had been there. So uh, maybe he starts. Um, I don't know what formation they're going to play. Uh, the last three uh, official games uh, we have ended up playing a flat 4-4-2 uh, with no D mid, which in my mind undoes. The very best thing about the Klintzman era, which is, uh, the institution of a, uh, an ethos where every lineup has a true number six. Every lineup has a true defensive midfielder. Uh, and, and by undoing that, I think he's made us vulnerable, uh, against weaker teams in the region. Uh, we have trailed in every, uh, I think in every official game we've played, uh since the Ghana game other than the game against Trinidad and Tobago. So that's I don't know, something like ten straight games now. Uh, we we've gone down and had to come back. Uh so it, I mean I can't tell you what to expect from this. It, it's it's just I, I I I think everybody understands where 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 I stand on, on Jurgen. Um and uh I it given Given the way we've played, I don't don't expect a win. Um, But given how bad Guatemala are, uh, I I just can't imagine us losing. Wow, Uh, grim. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing is, like, I think this. I think this. Honestly, I I think he has sapped some of the joy out of the the team for a lot of fans Um, for years and years and years of. Of just lowering the bar and telling, telling the fans, you know what? This isn't good soccer. This isn't what we, what you really want to see. Uh, we, we're terrible, and uh, this is, you know, this is amateurish. Or you know, the words that he's chosen over the years, and you see it in the ticket sales for for the second leg game in in Columbus. Uh, we're not going to sell out a qualifier in Columbus. It's not like this is at Soldier Field or MetLife Stadium where it's 90,000 people, it's 20,000 people. Um,
4: And that's the stronghold. That's, you know, one of the favorite places they like to play.
1: Uh, So I think a lot of the enthusiasm is gone. Um, And it's not just an MLS thing. I mean, look at what Bobby Wood is doing. He's, I think, the second leading scorer in the two Bundesliga and getting uh, interest from uh, pretty significant clubs uh, from around Europe. And nobody really gives a damn. Um, if this had happened five years ago people would have been going nuts uh, so it's I, I think I think if you have the head coach telling you for for five years that you know what this really isn't worth watching I think eventually people stop watching it
2: Do you think there's a chance that the United States may not qualify for Russia 2018 or is that just way too early to pop on that train? <laughs> I mean it's, it's too
1: early uh, in that We have no idea what the lineup's going to be for uh, even tomorrow's game, you know, let alone the hexagonal, if we make it to the hexagonal, which, of course, we should. Um, We have no idea. I mean, we have some idea, but it's not a guarantee that Klinsman is going to be the coach. We don't know who's going to be hurt, who's going to be healthy. Uh, It's worth remembering that uh, Honduras, which is traditionally one of the very good teams in the region, they have been god-awful for the last year or so. so, it's, and, oh, and the other thing, one that you guys will appreciate, guys, Juan Carlos Osorio is the head coach of Mexico.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got to blow that team how, up at some point.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how long do you give it before he runs them into the ground? So, it's, it, like, it, it's, there's always a chance that, that you don't, that the U.S. doesn't qualify, but it's, it's too far away to, to really predict something like that.
4: All right, so I have one more question. Back to MLS real quick, and it's just for my aforementioned friend who is the TFC fan. Um, real simple. I know where Alexi Lawless stands on this. That last game, foul? No foul. Uh,
1: the uh, the Brad Davis goal, you mean? Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it was a foul, but I don't think it was a an egregious uh, missed. Missed foul by the by the ref. You know, it, it was a a long ball down the field. It was a missed clearance. Nobody nobody in the world is going to keep up with that play. Um, so he's you know 40 yards away, and uh, look, it wasn't even clear to me that it was a foul until I had slow mo and was able to freeze frame and see that Davis stepped on on Morrow's foot. So, I I I think it was a foul in retrospect, but I, I don't think it was an egregious miscall by any by any amount. Um, and the one thing I'll say is there, this makes the case for me, not for instant replay, but for, uh, two more assistant refs down by the goal. And I know, a, a, you know, a bunch of leagues around the world are doing that. And, uh, you know, maybe it hasn't proven, 1000% uh, effective, but on plays like this, where the, the head official is never going to keep up with world-class athletes. Um, you have to you have to have more eyes on the field, uh, and that's something that I would I would really like to see MLS institute.
4: More upsetting before we wrap this up is um, I hate it when defenders slow down after a play when they think a foul's gonna be called, because everyone just yeah. stops. That drives me bananas, absolutely bananas. Yeah. You see it everywhere. You see it everywhere in the world. I I can't stand it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean the. A great example would be MLS uh, MLS Cup, and it wasn't a foul that time. It was it was the ball actually being out of play by a yard, um, but Tony Chani stopped, and, and that led to the second goal for Portland, and that was that. Um, I, you know, obviously, it's, it's <laughs> it it you kind of wonder how does that happen, um, because we all know that. You know, we we're all taught it in you know as kids in any sport you play is that you play until the whistle. Um, and to see guys not do it is just mind-boggling. And you have to imagine that the coach had a couple of words with them after the game.
4: Oh, brutal. I mean, I like seeing TFC lose because it helps us out, but still, I just that stuff just drives me nuts. And when your friend's about to have a coronary sitting next to you, you know, kind of made it <laughs> a little bit more enjoyable,
1: I'll say that. Let me ask you guys something. Uh, sure. Who from uh, RBNY2... T- 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 are you expecting to have a, a breakout season?
4: They already cut my guy, Sean McClos. That was my <laughs> hero,
0: and he's gone.
1: <laughs>
0: so, you know, guys, Jay, Pat. I well, know it's not going to be Leo Stoltz. I can tell you that much.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. One of the one of the guys that they'll send back down regularly. My guess would be Tyler Adams, Derek Etienne. One of those two will really uh, uh, shine this season.
1: Uh, what do you guys think of? Uh, the big central the big Polish central defender. Uh Conrad Pluva I think his name Plova? is. I think it's Yeah. I... Can we get him to Miazga height? <laughs> he's a he's a little too old for
4: that. <laughs> I think we'd be okay if we can get him up there. Yeah. I mean that's really what they need. You know, like talked about earlier. You gotta have that kind of tall guy, but
1: Yeah. I don't know, you so, know, the
4: season, the, their season hasn't even started. I like to go to a couple of the games, and then you can really look at guys and, you know, kind of see how they're playing.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that makes sense. And, yeah, the USL season starts, uh, what, Friday? So tomorrow. Yeah, that's Well, there you go. Enjoy, guys. Oh, yeah. right. we will. Right. It's actually, it's a
0: perfect opportunity to plug the USL preview up on uh, SB Nation. <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> I, I got, hey, i got to put work in, right? <laughs> <All> right. <laughs>
1: Good content integration right there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Jay's got
4: to make those bitcoins. You know how it is.
1: <laughs> all
0: right, well, uh, Matt, thank you for taking the time uh, to come talk to us today. Um, obviously, you're on MLSsoccer.com, but where else can people find you online?
1: Uh, at MLS analyst on Twitter, and uh, that's that's about it. That's all I really care about. <laughs> <laughs> so that's,
0: that's the way you do it nice and simple yeah. I guess One I gotta get a
1: to go. SoundCloud or something like that or maybe a Spotify <laughs> playlist but uh, just, just, just mlssoccer.com and...
0: see you're not, you're not official until you start uh, periscoping like Dave Martinez then, then you're good oh uh, there you I mean, go
1: I mean, I mean periscope it's, it's okay um, but like I don't I don't have that much to say I, mean, I don't have that much to say about stuff I, I, leave, that big <laughs> shots. I leave that to the big shots like Dave Dave (laughs)
3: official big shot
0: alright well uh, Matt thank you once again for coming on the show Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll have more Red Bull Rant for you right after this Welcome back to Red Bull Rant. Once again, I want to thank Matt Doyle for coming on the show. You can read his stuff at MLSsoccer.com and follow him on Twitter at MLS Analyst. Uh, so, no Red Bulls games to talk about this week. They are on international break. Um, apparently, this year, uh, at the or at least it's most years, they gave MLS teams a choice on certain breaks, and the Red Bulls chose smartly not playing <laughs> during an international break. Um, so, it's good that the Red Bulls have time to deal with injuries. But, Doesn't mean there's not soccer to talk about. We have the United States uh, World Cup qualifiers resuming uh, this weekend. Uh, First match is Friday, March 25th, when the the U.S. travels down to Guatemala. That game is 10 p.m. Eastern Time on BN Sport and NBC Universo. And the second game is March 29th, which I believe is Tuesday. Six? Yep, Tuesday. Uh, Well, they will once again face Guatemala, this time at home in uh, Columbus at Matt Free Stadium. That will, that game will be seven PM Eastern on uh, ESPN two and Unimas. Unimas
3: Unimas. That's,
0: that's the first time we mentioned it this year. Unimas. That's why it's not getting a full throated because it's not the Red Bulls.
3: That's right. That's true.
0: So um I really don't know much about what's going on because this haven't. is called the Pat segment. Yes, it is. This this is where Pat shines.
2: You, you know what I mean? You just heard Matt Doyle say it. I mean, you know, when when the the team takes a nosedive, and you know, you have the coach keep saying, "We're not good enough," "We're not good enough," "We're not good enough." It creates apathy, and it's created apathy in me too. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm watching this game, but in terms of my usual prep when it comes to the national team, I have no clue. Because the fact of the matter is, for the past year and a half or something, you read all the previews about the game, you're like, "Oh, this is probably what's going to happen." and then Klinsman throws everything out the window at the last second. So, I can tell you what's going to go on. Um, you know, it it, it yeah, I really don't have a prediction. I have no idea what it's lineup. He could easily start four center backs. Um, uh, he could easily start two center backs, a winger in the back line and then a defenseman at forward. I mean, I have I cannot tell you what this man is going to do. So, I really can't say anything. I, I mean, other than just based on how they looked in the last World Cup qualifier, um, get ready to be disappointed this weekend. Uh, you know, it's they didn't look impressive against uh, St. Vincent of Grenadines of all places. Yes, I know the score pretty much went the uh, U.S. way, but they looked ugly in that game. They looked ugly against uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Um, you know, I, I guess the. One advantage is, you know, Jermaine Jones is not on the team where he does not really have a role anymore. Um, Good. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it, it's just, you know, where's Michael Bradley going to play? You know, nobody knows. Nobody knows what Klinsman's going to do. Um, So, yeah, I, all I can really do is just give my best guess as a result. And, you know, I think this is one, the, you know, Guatemala's not a great team, but I still think the way – the U.S. national team has been a big letdown of late. I could see them losing on the road in uh, Guatemala. Uh, that being said, uh, I think I will go with a one-one draw, uh, and then on Tuesday I'll go with a one-nothing win.
4: I'm not breaking anything down, but I think they lose this weekend and then win. So there you go. Because hmm. that, again, again, that's how much uh, faith I have in this team right now.
0: Hmm. My other question is: Matt Miazga see the field at all? And the answer is probably no.
2: Uh, well, he's with the U twenty three,
0: so. Oh well, there you go. He's not even going to see the bench. <laughs> so he will. He will see the field. Just not yeah, for he, what I was thinking. Just not in these games. All right. Didn't even know that. There you go. That's how much I've been paying attention to the United States national stuff. It's sad, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's you sad. Can, you
2: can get your U twenty three appetizer at five uh, o'clock on. I think one of the Foxes. I'm not sure.
0: Oh, it's the. Uh, is this the world or the Olympic qualifying?
2: Yeah, the Olympic. Yeah, I think, wow. I think
0: Fox has that then. Yeah. Watch that instead. Or wait, was it NBC? Actually, it's probably Fox. I was going to say it might be NBC because they have the Olympics, but it, I forgot TV rights are separate Dude, from US um, So while he looks that up, by the way, if you want to watch the game on Friday but you don't have in Sport, there are two web-based services I know of. One is Fubo.tv and one is Cloud, klow TV, And I think it's like a few bucks a month for each, and they both have in Sport as far as I remember. Shit. And uh, one that's called Stream It. Well, there's that too. But if you want <laughs> a legal option. Yeah, uh, the
2: U23 match will be on Fox Sports 1 at 5 p.m. and Univision Deportes. Ooh, there you
0: go. All right, so. All right, so time for Dummy Ground. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about?
2: Yes. Yes. Who starts? We go for it.
0: So Pat and I went to the
4: uh, Sky Blue FC uh, first preseason game yeah. on Sunday. Yes, we which did. which was a nice little fun follow up to the Red Bulls game over uh, in the Pat's home turf. I if thinking. you want
0: to see some photos, go to onecementary.com. We have a photo album with that. What mine? No. Yeah. Uh, we have a guy on staff now, at Neverson Neverson Heatley the third. He's going to be our sky blue photographer. He took uh, 38 pictures that he sent me. Wonderful on site. One, one, one of them, I think Truman's actually in though.
4: Yeah. Right. I'm going to go look at this now.
3: Yes. Yeah, sure.
4: uh, Fun day, great weather, and I'm going to say I'm surprised at the turnout. Oh, yeah. Great turnout. Absolutely great turnout. And, and a turnout for a preseason game at high school that, like, the team deserves a good crowd to come out for that. And, and it was nice to see. You know, you have uh, a World Cup winner, you know, other athletes out there, and it was really, really cool. Um, to see all those girls coming out and cheering and going crazy, it was. They won one nothing on a, a, a PK, but that's not why you're there. You're there just to kind of have fun. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. No, it was, it was a absolutely a very fun time. Um, you know, I, I can't say I'm definitely going to go to another Sky Blue game. I'm not going to make that promise. Uh, but I definitely did enjoy myself. Um, it was great because it was. You know, I graduated from Scotch plains Family High School, so it was really cool to go back. And watch uh, professional. I mean, it's not every day you get to go back to your local high school and watch, you know, two Olympic gold medal winners, you know, two gold cup, uh, World Cup uh, winners. You know, it it really was a special experience. So, um, it it was definitely fun. It was an ugly game because again, preseason form. Um, And I think the thing, you know, aside from the, the very good crowd, I think the thing that amused me most. Was uh, everyone not knowing how to react to the supporters who <laughs> would, you know, pop up every here and there, and uh, like you just see all these little girls look over, go like really confused, like they're making noise over there and beating a drum. What is this craziness?
4: And uh, shout, shout out to the supporters club, which yep. is uh, Cloud Nine, yep. and they're the official uh, Sky Blue Women's Supporters Club. Uh, they're on Twitter, so go on Twitter if you want to find them. It's Cloud Number Nine underscore sky blue. And I think they're also on Instagram and Snapchat and, and all Facebook. that kind of Facebook, all that kind of stuff. So uh,
0: I think it's twenty five dollars membership for the year. Get you a scarf and ticket discounts.
4: Yeah. Yep. And if you can make out to the games, go to the games. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm sure we've mentioned a hundred times. You should go to every game you possibly can. When it's it's pro, it's pro soccer, man.
0: And Sky Blue, for those that don't know, play uh, at Rutgers uh, York Field, which is Rutgers uh, soccer. Field Stadium, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um. I, I know we went to a few games. Trum- uh, Truman, and I went to the first game back uh, as press. Uh, I think I went to like one or two more after that. Uh, it's a really good atmosphere. I will say that.
4: Yeah, it's fun. It's very. Um,
0: it's good to. It's. I'll say it. It's
4: good to go to a game and kind of relax and not be standing for ninety minutes. And 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 that's not. I'm not trying to uh, diss. Uh, Clown Nine because they do a great job supporting, but sometimes I do want to go to a game and just kind of chill out for a while. So that's that's nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, Truman hates supporter culture. Pass
3: it on. <laughs> and,
2: and, I, and just one little side note: I mean, if you think MLS is accessible in terms of like fan, player reactions, whatnot, uh, you know, this is even more accessible. Like, um, you know, it, it's kind of like we were we we went out with the uh, with Cloud Nine afterwards at Derby Road Pub and Scotch Plains, and um, you know, two of the players of Sky Blue were like uh, two tables over. Having lunch with one of the girls' parents, and then they came over and chatted with us afterwards. And not even like, uh, hope you enjoyed the game. Have a good one. Like, like a legitimate, like, straight up chat. So it's, it was pretty cool. So, um,
4: yeah, definitely. Also, shout out to, uh, Tom from Kick ALS for giving us these, uh, kick ass, uh, like referee coins, which you can't yeah. see because it's the audio podcast, but, um, nice bit. they're pretty awesome. Yeah. So thanks, Tom, for the hookup.
2: Yeah. I got to use that next time I play poker as my thing you put on the poker. yeah a little card holder.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else for dumping ground? Uh,
4: I don't think so. I think we covered everything. Yeah.
0: Terrible Team of the Week.
4: Well, Terrible Teams. Uh, New England for sure. New England. Uh, somehow Philly misses two penalty kicks, and they still win three nothing. Wow. So oh, I didn't that's, see that. That is on you, New England. Uh and New England, I know it's early again, but um the way they're looking, they might be in this a few times this year. Oh. They might be in this a bunch of times. And losing the Philly three nothing, home or away, I don't care. That's 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 not a so good. That's not that, a good sign. That could have been
0: easily five <laughs> yeah. nothing.
3: Yes, it could have been five nothing. Yeah. I,
2: I, I think at this point, like, it's if, you know, when uh, Jermaine Jones walked into the GM's office and blasted Rihanna's bitch better have my money, they probably should have listened. That, that's, well, it uh, would He
0: would have been missing for this game anyway. Right. Yeah,
2: I mean,
3: but, now be you
2: know, but now you know it's not going to get any better after six games. So well, will see.
0: Will it? Yeah. Would it have no, really gotten better?
4: You, you know, guys, we actually, before we close the show, we do have one more thing to talk about. And uh, I can't believe we uh, overlooked it, and it was something everyone knew was going to happen, and that's uh, the triumphant summer return of Tim Howard
0: to oh, the yeah. Colorado Rapids. We were oh, talking yeah. about this too. We had this. We, oh God, how did I forget? Wow. Well, I didn't forget, so it's all good. I said, how did I forget? It's
4: okay. So one of us remembered. It's fine. Yeah. So okay. I mean, we got to talk about it, right? Former Metro, Ooh. going
0: coming, to, uh, to play Colorado. for a team.
2: Another metro
3: supposedly
0: dust. a supposed two point eight million dollar contract I think it's two point eight. It's the rumored number if I'm correct um since I let you guys go first all the time I'm gonna give you my thoughts first please because I deserve to every once in a while um first off terrible contract by Colorado uh no keeper in MLs is probably worth even one point five let alone two point eight million dollars um and I, I'm pretty sure when Frank Ross came over as a DP, he was under a million dollars. <laughs> um, Frank Ross. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think this is a good move by Tim Howard. Uh, obviously, he's playing, but it's a serious downgrade in competition, especially playing for a uh, Colorado team that's not going to have a good season.
3: All right, so far.
0: Well, and, and I think this asks the question: Does this mean that Tim Howard's on? I mean, he was definitely on his way out as the United States goalkeeper, but this, does this? Hasten that withdrawal at all by Clemson? Like, is, does this mean that he's now looking for a number one much quicker than he would have been otherwise?
3: I uh,
2: I'm overall okay with it. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how okay. I mean, my my friend Chris, uh, who is a big Rapids fan, I don't think he's in love with it uh, for much of the reasons that Jay said uh, about um, you know is a keeper worth two point eight million dollars. That being said. You, you weren't getting to Tim Howard for anything less. Um, yeah, you know he's a name, and we've seen that time and again. If you're an Amer- U.S. national team name that might sell tickets, you're going to get the money. Um, in terms of everything else, doom and gloom. I mean, look, he was on his way out of Everton. You know, he he wasn't able to keep up with it anymore. And in terms of him not being the keeper of the future of uh, U.S. men's national team, good. He shouldn't be. I mean, the guy he's he's old. You know, infor- unfortunately, he's given us a great run but he's getting up there in age. Um, so it absolutely makes sense for him. Um, you know, it, it might as well play, you know, he's still going to play his heart out. Don't get me wrong. I have no doubt about that, but uh, you know, he might as well play uh, in an easier league for a good buck, be close to family and home, um, you know, to close out of season. So uh, overall, I like it. I, I, I don't, you know, if you want to like go in the grand scheme of this is good for the league. If you want to take that, I think it's neither here nor there. I don't think it, it, it'll affect the league one way or another. Uh, but in terms of Colorado Rapids, I don't know if you pay attention to some of their moves. I mean, yeah, they traded away every draft pick they had, and they made it look like they're insane um, this past uh, draft. But uh, they've made some good moves. They're they're, they're a bit better than, than you would think.
4: Yeah, I mean, if it sells jerseys, I think it'll be worth it. Uh, if they can get them into <clears throat> next year's all-star game.
3: Although knowing Don Garber, he could put him in this year's
4: all-star game because that's how he likes to operate with players coming back, players coming <laughs> you know, from overseas. He'll so just throw him right in there somehow. Um, but I think he sells some jerseys. I, you know, I think the league's trying to prove that it's not a retirement league for returning U.S. players because we already have U.S. players. For goalie, shots is shots at this point. And, you know, Pat kind of made all the good you know, the points already. But the thing is, like I said, he is a former Metro star. He's not a former Red Bull.
3: Yeah. So he's a
4: former Metro star. So he's yeah. been playing for a little, a little bit of time. I know he's a goalie and goalies play a long time, but he's had a long career and a great career, absolutely great career for the U.S. Um, so we're not going to bash this guy at all. I think it's going to be a nice move for him. He can come back back in the U.S. And uh, however long he wants to play here is great. Yeah.
3: Uh, and listen,
0: uh, I, I, so I don't blame Tim Howard for taking the money. I mean, if it's there. And you're right, right, and that too. Do it. I, I mean, if I was in this position and someone was offering me two point eight million dollars to come home and and still be playing, absolutely, I'd take it. Just, I, I'm just thinking that overall, it's not necessarily a great move for the Rapids, and maybe and Klinsman, although he's been kind of, I guess, begrudgingly accepting of certain players coming back to MLS, I don't think that would be what that move would be one of them. Um, and for the record. Frank Rost, well, the one year or the one half year he played with the Red hmm. Bulls was five hundred forty-five
2: thousand four hundred sixty dollars. Hey, look, But he wasn't a, even worth that. He's an wow. Emirates Cup
0: winning goalie. <laughs> he is. That's right. Nobody can take that away from him. Uh, oh, oh wait, what? Wait, and who did we win against? To, to or who did we beat for the Emirates Cup? Arsenal, the All-Star Game opponent this year, who Tim Howe is going to come back and... That's right, so he's who he's going to play for, for
3: sure. He'll be in the, that starting lineup.
2: <laughs> I think Frank Ross will be on the All-Star team uh, coaching roster. You know, <laughs> this is what you must do, girly soccer, or whatever you call it. Is
3: there, is there going
4: to be a uh, DP Legends game before the All-Star game?
2: Let's hope so.
4: Right? I, I'm I, I. You know what? Jay, call Don Garber. We have an idea. We just made it. <laughs> D.P retired dp all-star game could you imagine it on help Blanco, is back there come, enough, is there even enough rush reyna
0: we got players man we got players we're making this happen wait, so wait do we do we at least have two designated player keepers yet
2: i think this is it that that's designated for us for, two designated. Exactly. Yeah,
4: versus howard
0: um so, so in you like 6 aside 7 aside sure
4: yeah, so a little rough Doesn't have, we're not
0: talking eleven on eleven. Anyone can play goal. Okay.
4: No, you know what? No goal. Tim Howard plays. Well, no, he's going to be on the actual Austin game, so Rose can play the field.
0: Do you think? Uh, oh, we'll, we'll play um, like sh- like street rules. No, no keeper. Yeah, yeah, small smaller goal. You, you five think, on
3: five. DPL. He
0: would come back for that.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean Beckham's going to
4: play because he wants to promote his Miami team that he still thinks he's getting.
0: So oh, that's, that's good. Apparently, right. yeah, okay. apparently, got a stadium now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it built now? So wow. we'll. See.
4: Louis
2: San Hall, Landon. That you know, all, all the all the uh, designated players that flopped other than how, Blanco, on un, Chicago. Un, under
0: over on how quickly Rafa Marquez gets booted out of a five on five. Oh, uh, three seconds. <laughs> how long does it take to blow a whistle? Uh, one second.
3: Okay, okay. so probably
0: out before that. Okay.
3: Yeah,
2: did you ever see that clip of uh, Vinny Jones just taking the guy out at the opening whistle? It's yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one final thing on uh, Tim Howard, and then we can do whatever. Um, you know, I I put out a tweet when I found out Tim Howard was going back to uh, Colorado. And I tweeted out, uh, you know, I was like, oh, no more Yanks on uh, Everton. Guess I need to find a new EPL team. And uh, some English guy with no sense of humor was like, Joel hit you on the off on the awesome way out. And it's like, all right, dude, what? like, just chill. <laughs> like, I mean, for, for those who, I mean, I know a lot of you have European teams you support with almost as much or even as much uh, passion as the Red Bulls. I don't. I, I considered myself an Everton fan because when I first started following soccer, uh, it was before Rebels even move into Rebel Arena, so I was like, oh, I guess I need to pick a team. And Howard was on the Everton, Landon Donovan was on Everton, so I was like, cool, this is my team. I'm, I'm, and I'm, a, I'm an Everton fan now. Actually, I should take that back. I was first a whole City fan because they got Josie the Altidore. And then, <laughs> and then and that was before I understood promotion relegation. And so when they got relegated, I was like, oh, I guess we're going Everton now. And you know, I, I, but now today. I don't care. I really don't care. My, I bleed Red Bulls. And so, you know, it, it's just when it comes to Europe, I have no ties. So I just don't care. And uh, that was something this Englishman did not remotely understand, that is for sure.
0: <laughs> I, I will admit I became Everton fan because of Tim Howard. And I am not the same level with Everton as I am with New York. I'm not going to stop watching because I, I like Everton. But, that's yeah, that's a little crazy. But not you, but the response. No, I mean,
4: I'm sure he's a hardcore fan. I'd probably say the same thing to somebody, not understanding the reasons for that person supporting a team.
0: Yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the problem with written media is that the inflection doesn't go through. Right. <laughs> All right, so anything else? You wrap this one up. Uh,
4: enjoy your non-Red Bulls weekend. Let's hope everybody gets healthy, right? So got some uh, hamstrings back here. Anyone have any cadavers we can borrow? Yeah. Might need them.
3: Yeah,
2: and uh, one last thing on Sky Blue. I just went through all the pictures, and I apologize to Sky Blue FC for Scott Squinn's family high school not changing their uh, TV room since I left high school, judging by those pictures.
0: <laughs> Look at this way. At least your high school has a TV room.
2: We did. We used to like, pop in VHS it was, like crazy. It was nice. AV Club. <laughs> you know it. I all was right. on TV <laughs> Crew. Woo!
0: <laughs> All right, on that, let's wrap this one up. Uh, you can visit us at onesemester slash red bull rant. Uh, help us by supporting the show. Go to patreon.com dot slash red rant. Uh, you can email us during the week like Bobby did at red at gmail.com. You can call us like Tommy did at nine seven three three four eight five three two nine. Facebook dot com slash red bull rant on Twitter at red bull rant for the show at doc the for myself at pmac two for Pat. At the Truman for Truman, subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud.com/slash-red-hyphen-bull-hyphen-rant, and I am going to try to get to Stitcher this weekend. I swear, I'm going to try to get to Stitcher this weekend. I just haven't had the chance to do it yet.
4: I actually got brought up on
0: Sunday. I not surprised actually. Mm-hmm. It did, sure. Uh, yeah. I I will try to get to Stitcher this weekend to get that resolved. Right on. All right. Last words before we get out of here. I guess we say. Uh, win
4: USA. Sure, why not?
2: Go, go, USA. Then again, if you lose both games, maybe Clinton will get fired. So Ooh.
0: Mm. No, um, sure. we, we lost to Mexico in that playoff, and that didn't happen either. So.
2: Yeah, but this would be panic losses.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Alright, anyway, for Pat Truman and myself, this was episode number 176 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, instead of go Red Bulls, go USA!